What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Caleb and Brian Show. On today's podcast, we are taken over once again by Dr. Nathan Gooch, who joins us to deliver his first official opinionated segment. We discuss communication, solving the world's problems, how to detox from dopamine, and believe it or not, the best place to relieve one's bowels. For comments and questions, please contact us at calebandbryanshow at gmail.com. Sayonara. All right, welcome to the Caleb and Brian show. We have tonight back for his second appearance on the podcast, fan favorite Dr. Nathan Gooch. Hello hey. again. Good glad to hear to from back. you. Oh, we're so glad you're here. We're here for you to do our first ever segment of Opinionated, where you tell us a thing that you think and we try not to, you know, die of shock and or amazement so shock or amazement yeah caleb i was telling brian this before that uh i was thinking through this and i've got like six different segments queued up ready to go oh so he's told me i'm, I'm, I'm ready with to go for many future episodes talk about very controversial topics and not controversial like political or religious or something like that just controversial yeah th yeah we that's what we want from you we don't want any political things that gets its own amount of of the wrong kind of uh <laughs> uh controversial like where everyone's just like angry like i want to be like upset with simultaneously my mind blown like i want i want to be like the, the fifth grader that goes to the planetarium and they're like this is you this is how big the universe is and you're like no what no <laughs> that's what yeah, i want like like five suns big. But I that's want it all. to be like overalls would be better if it was just one snap instead of two. That's like that's the <laughs> kind of stuff that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. Yeah. Right. So so I tried to pry it out of Brian. I'm like, okay, so what are his controversial opinions so I can be prepared? And he told me that Dr. Nathan Gooch is holding them close to the chest. So yeah, their reaction have... could be genuine. <laughs> that's exactly right. So we've we've heard none of this. Uh, let's stick with one opinion at a time. I don't yep. want to get overwhelmed. I don't want our poor audience to also die of shock and or rage. Yeah, and for, I don't want them to start using the email address for this reason. That would be terrible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would love that actually. Please email the show at Caleb and Brian show at gmail.com and just scream in text about whatever Nate's about to say. Please do that. I don't want to run out of all my material in one episode, too. So I think that if you just live your life, it will just continuously replenish you <laughs> with material, so to speak. Okay, so rapid fire round is out of the question, but you got to lay, lay it on us. What's number one? I don't know that I have them ranked in a specific order. Okay, the so without. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. There's, what's the one for today is what you're yeah. What What words are you going to say on this podcast? To go. Now's the time. All right. So the one for today, um, I'm not sure. I feel like actually Brian might agree with me on this one, but I know so many people who disagree with me on this that I oh, think good it's start. I think it's so. opinionated. Um, so it is the inability to have difficult or uncomfortable conversations with friends or family or coworkers is destroying America and humanity oh. as a whole. 
So it's the inability to have difficult conversations with people. Difficult or uncomfortable conversations with people. Give me an, give me an example. I have so many family members that you bring up anything politically related and they immediately walk out the room or they uh, overpower the conversation uh, with something else because they don't want to talk about it. And the in inability to have uh, an uncomfortable conversation with somebody in your family or somebody that you care about is destroying humanity. Okay, so while maybe controversial, I'll give you that. I think I'm siding with this opinion as well. I think that the inability that we have as people to tell each other the truth is a real detriment. And I agree with you, probably could be destroying society. Did either of you watch um, on HBO Chernobyl? No, sir. Oh. Oh man, there's like a really good line in there. He's like, like, what is the price of a lie, right? And essentially the whole five episode miniseries is kind of showing the consequence of like covering up um, this incident that didn't happen or whatever, right? Like they per perpetually tell a lie throughout the whole show and it just gets more and more ridiculous. Like, for example, they were reporting, like, I can't remember the instrument used to measure the radiation. It wasn't quite a Geiger counter. Do you know? Maybe one of you know. It's like, starts with an R, the unit. Geiger anyway, counter is what I would know. Geiger counter? Anyway, whatever the instrument was, essentially, it pinned out at, like, you know, 3.2 or whatever, which is a safe level, but that's as high as it could me measure. So that's what they're re reporting. Like the reactor was melting down and they're like, yeah, the radiation is only 3.2. It's fine. It's like 10 chest okay. x-rays. Like, Because <laughs> that's the maximum scale it can measure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They were just reporting the maximum, right? Like knowing full well that like it was clearly above that. And it caused a whole bunch of problems by not, telling the truth and or fessing up to or having the difficult conversation as you put it right yeah okay yeah i think that's exactly the right uh, uh comment that goes along with this with this issue yeah for okay sure. so i so i agree i agree on on a large scale right i agree that if if there's a lot of lies being told or uh if people aren't uh, being forthcoming about uh, large issues in their family, everyone's just kind of ignoring it, that kind of stuff, sure. But like, how far does this theory go, Nate? And what are the difficult conversations that we're not having? Well, I mean, if, here's an, another example. So if you're in the workplace and you're talking with a coworker that you don't know so well, and uh, they start talking about political issues, like how much do you hate that conversation? And you just naturally want to get out of there and not have the conversation. That's a great point. I would literally kill an orphanage full of children to get out of that conversation. <laughs> Everyone would, right? So, uh, and I, I would do it with without shedding a tear. I would go visit the graves later. This podcast is dark. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> talk about, talk about uh, opinionated coming out of the mouth of Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get out of, well, the thing about that conversation nowadays, even the workplace, like if you don't say the right words, right? It's like you are, you become a pariah, you risk people saying bad things about you to the, your HR department and, and them coming down really hard on you and that kind of stuff. Like I, I or totally at the very least where it's coming from you. Exactly. Putting, putting something in your file, right? Maybe they don't come down on you, but like you're forever branded. Oh yeah. 
So I think that this is much more common in social media, which um, I'm not really active on, but um, I have family who's has been pretty active in it. And uh, uh, it turns out that people can destroy friendships because they talk about whatever their specific views might be. And uh, I think it just uh, leads to everyone being stuck in endless echo chambers, building up extreme straw men of what they think the other side uh, embodies and uh, and then attacking that, you know? So I don't know. Um, I guess maybe you guys uh, both agree with this, though. This is not that much of an opinionated. We can do a different one. So, well, the, the, no, no, no. Don't apologize for for us us being in agreement i mean it's controversial it's i don't know if it's a controversial opinion but it is definitely something that nobody does right like it's it's pointing out that there's uh there's a problem that's probably that easily addresses the majority of like the pain in the world and it's not that difficult honestly but nobody will do it yeah so, and I, I think it's uh highlighted in the i mean politics is on the mind because the election is in like a week right but in the in the 2016 election, uh, everybody was like 100% Hillary's going to win this, and I think a, a large a large part of that is because nobody was talking to each other, and so nobody even knew what the other person was thinking or going to do. Um, and well, so or even or even worse, everyone right. Even worse, uh, they would say like, "Are you voting for whoever?" And they would just be like, "Yeah," like they wouldn't even tell the truth, right? It's like conversation yeah. or, like, or whatever the, it's like the you, judgment. You yeah, you can't trust the polls because they're just the people taking them or saying whatever they, the people giving the polls they think they want to hear. Like I notice that every time I get forced to take a personality test at, at work, which is like way more often than I feel like it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's it'll be like answer these questions honestly, and then you're like, no, like like I don't know. It's like <laughs> so easy to be like to like game the system or just to be like I'm gonna how would I answer this if I was a good person or whatever. Well, just because you know HR is going to. Uh, take action on what the results are of that in some way right right if it's well if it means that you have to wear a specific bracelet that identifies you by your personality type so that people can interact with you in a specific way or something else if you think that they say this is confidential and that's enough for you like you might be <laughs> you might you know I, I have a i have an old car i'd like to sell you or you know, a bridge, or some, right? or some beans. I have some beans. Some beans. <laughs> I'd like to beans. sell you beans and bologna. Because those words mean nothing when they say them. Absolutely nothing. Right, and, and this it, this goes beyond uh, politics for sure. To like religion, to personal preference, um, lots of different things. And I think that there's no growth between you or the other person if you shut off meaningful conversation. Ooh, this is a different segment than I was thinking we were going to have. This is like Dr. Nate Gooch teaches life lessons. <laughs> right. I was, talking, I was saying we could go to a different one. That's a, no, no, no. I like this. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's 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 incredible. It actually it made me think of something um, related to that. Like I, I've often thought about, you know, because people are all, always saying it's really, it's too complicated to solve a lot of these like problems in the world. You know, like. Uh, whatever peace in the middle east or whatever that's a good one right because it's like they've been fighting there for like a thousand million years Mm -hmm. and like i always thought what if one side was just like uh you guys win (laughs) like you know what i mean what if they were just like our bad like we like you just sacrifice your position you're just like i'm gonna just i mean if you're if you're good at being married you do this all the time right 
uh-huh. like it's like we're, we're gonna fight like i may might still have a pretty strong opinion but i'm not gonna like die on every hill of it's like you want to go to this place for dinner tonight and i don't it's not like i'm gonna be like well over my dead body will we go to that some other place <laughs> You know, and I'll then just move to Mongolia. Yeah, or I'll I mean, get unless like it's a, Burger King. Unless yeah. it's Burger King, I mean, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, if right. it's, I mean, if it's, I mean, there are there are certain places that my standards even won't go. Right, so you do have to take a stand eventually. But like for, but like, there's so many problems where like people are fighting each other. Where if one of them was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna be cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the L. I'm going to sacrifice this for the good of, of both of us. And then if the other group also acted with that same sort of, you know, sacrifice in mind, then there'd be like basically no problems. But no, what happens? Like if one, if somebody did that, like the, the team that, that was accepting the sacrifice wouldn't even be gracious about it. They'd be like, heck yeah. Like in your face, like we won the thing. You're the worst. Let me just like, make it. It's like one of my favorite memes right now. You've seen it. That guy who like, gets the middle put on him he tests to see if it's gold he like starts spraying the champagne and like flipping everyone off third place (laughs) third place (laughs) (laughs) oh man i don't know if you guys play um like competitive online video games but that is exactly that where um if they get mad at you for something that you your opponent, you know, you you beat them early in the game in some way, and then later on in the game, their team ends up rallying and and defeating you in the end. They will talk so much smack at the end of that game. That game, easy, <laughs> easy opponents. Yeah, there's just so much flaming. There's no uh, gracious victory uh, in existence in online video games. Yeah, you're basically. Uh, we talked about this on the last episode, Caleb, but you're basically explaining why nobody plays Clash Royale anymore. Right, because there's no gracious. The crying king comes out even when you're up two towers to none, like, <laughs> or two awesome. towers to one. What, yeah. yeah, exactly. When when they get one tower and you're about to three three tower them, that's when the thumbs up and happy emoji king comes out. Yep, I, I just I'm I'm way more tilted when I'm getting uh, decimated, and then they're just like, also you suck. <laughs> it's like insult to injury as they say right like you shouldn't right. do that you should be like very well thought sir i'll see you again on our stupid virtual thing on our phone yeah for but, sure and, and uh i mean the other side of that is that you're gonna lose 50 percent of those games too like the people who are making the games are making it so that you win half and you lose half and so <laughs> it's like what i don't understand it Nobody, Control. nobody should be in favor of that. That's awful. Yep, yep. I was just gonna say, controlled by AI again. So we kind of moved past it a little bit, talking about video games. So have either of you watched the Social Dilemma yet on Netflix? Nope, I have not, sir. Oh man, so you guys should watch that too, along with Chernobyl. But I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna write these down right now. Essentially. What you were talking about with uh, social media being these echo chambers, like after watching that documentary, I just wonder if it's not our fault as much as we would like to think it is, you know, like we're up against this artificial intelligence that's sole purpose is to keep us glued to these platforms, whatever it might be. And, you know, it's subtle and we don't even know that at times. And it's just feeding us whatever, whatever will keep us on the platform longest. And Mm -hmm. one of those things that it does is like to outrage us. And so we think, you know, like, oh, hey, my Facebook is exactly the same as 
is Dr. Nathan Gooch's Facebook, right? It's the same as Brian. We all have the same information. Why can't he see like these clear as day facts that I can see or whatever, right? And it's because we're all fighting against this artificial intelligence that's out of control, whose sole job is to like keep us on the platform. Just so it's keep kinda, looking at it. Yeah, it's so it's hard to know like like what to trust. Can you even trust your own research nowadays, right? It's definitely becoming more and more a specialized skill, I think, um, especially in controversial topics. In topics that are not politicized and are not controversial, I, I think that the data is usually pretty, um, uh, it's a little bit easier to find the, the truth, I guess is uh, the best word there. But uh, when it comes to controversial topics that are um, highly politicized, then suddenly you could have one uh, white paper that says one thing and find another white paper that says the exact opposite thing. And uh, it takes a, a specialized skill set to be able to, I think, dive into that and uh, and find the reality. No, I think you're right. That's a good point, right? Like, if it's not controversial, it's a little bit easier to ascertain the truth, but still takes um, some due diligence, right? I know I've been guilty of just like reading the headline and being like, I know, I know, I read the headline. I know, I read it. <laughs> well, at the same time, I don't think it's our responsibility to become absolute masters of every single topic. So that's the reason there are experts out there. At some point, you have to be able to trust the expert, at least on the topic that you trust them to be an expert in. Oh, good. Now we're getting to the opinionated part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would come up naturally eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm just saying. I. It's hard to trust the experts. So, who, or, um, or who even are the experts? That's the problem, right? And how yeah. do you trust them? So, I think the people uh, you have to, I guess, make a judgment call on who you think is intelligent and highly educated in a specific field, and then at some point you have to take some faith that they are doing their due diligence and are doing their best to remove bias. I, I think that uh, it's important if, if you're going to trust an expert that you have to know specifically who and what the expert is, right? Because I think a lot today, a lot of times people will be like, it's just what science says. It's like, that that's not anything. I agree wholeheartedly. Like yeah, science so science isn't real in that, in that <laughs> regard. A like, big part of, of identifying uh, the veracity of the claims of a white paper is exactly what you said. You Part of it is looking at the authors and evaluating the methods as described in the paper. You need to be able to be familiar enough, um, you know, and be able to understand, hey, okay, well, the way that they did this and the equipment that they used has this uh, assumption built into it and that type of thing. Um, and somebody that's uh, brought up commonly in the news right now is that uh, Niels deGrasse Tyson, right? And yeah. I think I think of him as a expert in astrophysics. But as soon as he leaves that topic, then I'm not really. I think of him. His opinion is worth as much as my neighbor's. You know. Yeah, or less. Because, <laughs> right. Because I just think if you're so focused on being good at something, it's incredibly hard to be even okay at something else, right? Like if you're, you know, if all your education and time goes to be about you know, speaking about astrophysics, like, are you, do you even have time to talk about fitness? I don't know. 
That's a good like, point. Like that's exactly I think what got us onto this topic in the first place is there's yeah. only so much time and effort that you can put into things and nobody can be an expert in everything. And so even I mean, even going back to kind of like the science point, right, there is lots of stuff, uh, lots of data and uh, uh, experiments that have been done recently just to point out that even like our vaunted like peer review system for scientific papers is completely bogus. Right. Like it's just an echo chamber in and of itself as well. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, in highly politicized uh, arenas, yeah, you can see that that's even been corrupted. Would I would anybody uh, should look up uh, the work of James Lindsay and his his group and the fake papers that they published. Uh, Were those in, in the humanities? It was, yeah. A lot of a lot of the hum humanities types. Uh, well, that's uh, not real science. Well, <laughs> the the point is though that people would cite. I mean, they they are in very highly respected uh, scientific journals. Uh, they were all peer reviewed. And they just made up outlandish and ridiculous topics and wrote papers about them. And then because they uh, matched the popular uh, political opinion of the day, they were uh, got through and passed the flying colors. Mm -hmm. Right. And there was no actual scholarship involved in them at all. So, yeah. so, so to kind of Nate's point, do you think that that would be different for maybe a more harder science, right? Like the chemistries and physics? I think mathematics? that in, I think that in those cases, um, you know, people still rely on, at least if it's experiments, right, they, they need to be repeatable. Mm -hmm. I think it's easier to show uh, measurable in the hard sciences is repeatable and measurable than it is to show, you know, uh, some qualitative assessment being done, say, in, in dog parks in Portland, Oregon, for right. example. <laughs> um, yeah, wasn't that like dogs can be gay or something, right? Yeah, the name of that paper was like uh, it was like <laughs> ra rape culture in uh, dog parks, dog parks in in Portland, Oregon, basically. I thought you um, were making this up, but this is real, huh? Yeah, I can't remember where I heard about this, but yeah, it's absolutely real. Um, if you want to, I mean, I think he's been on the Joe Rogan podcast twice. James Lindsay has, so if, he'll tell the whole story if you go listen to those. Um, but. Yeah, it's totally real. Like they picked like ridiculous, ridiculous topics, and because they they matched a, a certain political opinion, they were just you know all the way into the journals, basically. Yeah, peer reviewed into the journals, right? Peer, as yep. as complete fabrication. Well, not and not just peer reviewed, but peer reviewed and then praised, like heaped on praise for their whatever bravery and their pioneering in scholarship right right so you really can't trust like just because something says i'm science i'm extra good science it's like mm -hmm. sure uh you know whatever dude dang that sucks because now i'm left like well wh wh where do i turn you know what i mean well, well I, I think another important thing to remember is that it's i mean science we're, we're doing our best right and uh, the best is often enough you know, for us to make life decisions and and policy decisions on. But um, we're looking at the forefront of the knowledge of humanity. Um, and it changes because we learn more, right? Uh, as we push that front forward further and further, um, sometimes the assumptions that we had in the past are no longer valid. So you have to kind of have some level of flexibility built, built in there. Sure, right. Well, I, I do I think, think it does. Right. It does uh, show that 
you know, you can't just use one single type of model to explain all phenomena that you might find in the world, right? Yeah. Or or all truth, right? Yeah, that's I I definitely agree with that. We can so you learn can't, truth yeah. through more than just science, right? Well, well, and even just the scientific method is very new and like relatively speaking, and you know, of time compared to the length of time the planet's been around. Uh, or even humans have been around. And, and humans and like, you know, it's such a small subset of information, that it, but it doesn't apply to everything, right? Like, and you can try, like, I know people try really hard. Like I studied psychology when I was in college. Um, you know, psychology is, is kind of bridges the gap between a hard science and a soft science. You know, it's a soft science that really, really wants to believe that it's a hard science. Right. Uh, it, uh, they, they do a lot, uh, you know, their study designs trying to, you know, make sure they can, uh, capture variables and, and, and not have confounding data and all this stuff. But I mean, when you're talking about how one person feels about something, like there's no way to to get rid of all the the variables so that you can actually see what one is actually doing. Um, <laughs> even though they will basically tell you that they did, right? So, and that, I that's it, yeah. I, th I think in psychology, it's also uh, kind of like quantum mechanics, where you change the result by measuring it, right? So, it's just the fact that you're in there in a different environment or they're um, being asked specific questions in a certain way uh, that's that's going to change the reality uh, than if they were just on their own you know absolutely and i mean even if you're if you're being coy right and you're doing all the things you're supposed to do where you know the actual experiment is this thing but they think that they're doing this thing right and you're actually measuring something else like you still failed to control for the fact that there's only a certain type of person that's going to come participate in your experiment. Right. Right. That's it's the same thing as like when you, when you're reading comments in any internet chat forum, like the people that will comment in a chat are like a very small subset of the population, probably with a certain like uh, personality type, you know, you know, I, I don't imagine that tons and tons of introverts are just going out there and slamming people all over the place on social media. Like it doesn't seem like something that they would do. <laughs> And so you're not, so you're, again, you're, you're not getting as wide of a net as that you think that you are, right? Absolutely. So basically only believe what you can see with your eyes, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes your eyes are, there's different kinds of eyes. Yeah. Even, no, even I, then don't I, trust it because there's a, a blind spot in your eye that your brain just fills in the space and you can do a test for that and demonstrate and Nate's, it Nate's colorblind that's bad yeah <laughs> what you what you see is just uh you know I mean that's not the ultimate truth either I one time played basketball in a strobe light that sounds horrible well yeah. it didn't last for very long <laughs> the worst let me tell you what happened it's pretty cool everyone's like all jazzed up you're running around you're like whoa I'm moving so quick and then someone's like Bam, sharp pass, and you're like, here it comes, and then it hits you in the face. <laughs> you, yeah. can't judge, you can't judge the distance properly. And it, <laughs> or what happens if you're trying to guard somebody, and it's like uh, a millisecond ago they were here, and you assume that when you move your body a certain way, they're still there, but nope, they're somewhere else, and now you just elbowed them right in the nose. Exactly, and it, that fortunately never came up because we were already dealing with 10 simultaneous concussions because no, <laughs> no one could pass the ball properly. Basketball to the face. 
So anyway, that that was a that was something that you shouldn't do, and you can't trust your eyes because your eyes were still seeing things. But you know. So Brian and Caleb, I've uh, I've got something that I want to try out here, and I haven't talked to you about it at all. So this is a surprise. I, I love like this. I like giving yeah. you guys surprises in the show. I don't care what this is. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I am I ready? Uh, I hope so. I, I wanted to do a different segment so that when I when I come on, I can have two segments. I can have a <laughs> and then I can have this one, and I'm going to call it at least for now. Um, and now for something else. <laughs> and, okay. and we can try it out this time. And if you guys like it, then we can tr- we can do it again. But if you don't, all like right. It, uh, okay, give me give me three seconds of silence, please. And now for something else. <laughs> Perfect. All right, you ready? No. I mean, yes, yes, <laughs> where, I'm so ready. Where did, where did Brian go? Is he still here? Uh, all right. So here's some, here's uh, now for something else. So uh, I've been talking to, I think you guys, I might've brought it up in the last podcast, but um, it's something that is new to me. I'm trying to take my health more uh, seriously. And so I'm eating uh, a little better than I used to and a little bit less than I used to. And I'm exercising a lot more than I used to. How many milkshakes per week, Nate? Uh, well, I, have, I haven't had a milkshake in, since the last time we talked. Since last time we talked, so your blood slowly like turning back to blood from being butter or whatever it was before. <laughs> Not butter, that's for sure. Just straight <laughs> uh, sugar. Uh, okay, so um, I've lost since we last spoke eight pounds. Holy cow! So what have you been yeah, doing? Just eating and exercising. Just eating, uh, better? eating uh, a little bit less. So whenever I have a meal, I just eat less, a little less than I would normally eat. And then um, I have been exercising, uh, just riding a bike and doing push-ups and sit-ups is it. Um, so this is what I wanted to bring up for the, and now for something else, um, where does the fat go? So it, we, uh, all three of us, I think. Uh, <laughs> it, it goes to my hips, Nate. That's where it goes. <laughs> I think, I think you, both of you guys are very intelligent and highly educated. And so uh, we've, you've learned about the conservation of energy and conservation of mass. Um, where, where does, where did those eight pounds go? I believe you breathed them out. Oh, freaking, I should have told you to not say anything. Caleb, where did the where did the fat go? <laughs> well, I think um, you, a couple things. <laughs> I'm trying to decide what Brian's answer is about. You breathe them out. That's that's a serious answer. Yeah. I want to hear your answer, Caleb. Serious answer. <laughs> have you researched this? Here, let me ask the old I have, yes. real quick. Uh, no! No, 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 you, you got to guess. That is against the, the policy of this segment. Okay, so if you've lost eight pounds, right, mm-hmm. I'm sure that some of that could be due to not fat. Oh, it's almost certainly none of it is fat, probably. Maybe maybe like uh, 20%, maybe. Right. right. So, so, I mean, I do know, or I think that I know, that like as fat cells, they never really go away, but they can shrink. But mm-hmm. don't you have to like go into ketosis? Like you have to be ketogenic, right? And even then, I don't know if you get after your fat set, fat stores. 
But so you're I eight get, pounds is your question, though. So yeah, I, don't so I didn't fat. say, I guess, where did the fat cells go is not the right question, but where did the eight pounds go? That's the where, right question. Where did the eight pounds go? I mean, I don't know. A week, a week or two weeks, how long has it been? Two weeks isn't a huge amount of time. Nope. And I think that the equation has to be harder than calorie in, calories in, you know, minus calories out. Well, sure. I mean, the human body is certainly a, a gigantic, complex so, machine so with a million Nate, parts. Nate, your first question was wasn't pounds. Though. You said, "Where did the fat go?" Yeah, and it's all. I I I guess I'll restate that. Um, but I guess I don't know what I've prepared for is where does the fat go? Okay, because they go different places, right? Because assuredly, a, a large portion of what you lost was water in your body, right? Uh, but I do uh, weigh at the same time every day, right in the morning. Well, I just mean because you are because you drastically reduced your sugar intake from you know being able to make your own jelly bean factory to like more like a normal person <laughs> uh you've probably reduced your inflammation quite a bit so you're not holding just as much water in general oh uh, yeah okay okay right yep but still where does the fat go well yeah, so i mean so just based on brian's answer right like i i'm assuming that there's some reaction that results in carbon dioxide right mm -hmm. so tell so tell me yeah, that's exactly uh, correct as far as I understand it anyway. Um, yeah, you breathe it out and uh, to some degree you pee it out. But uh, what what uh, you might initially think um, just logically is that you poop it out, <laughs> right? But you don't. You breathe uh, it out. The poop never gets in your body, really. It's just stuck in your, in your digestive tract and then straight out. That's where that is. It's not so any... Anything that uh, that your body had in it that it wants to get rid of, you either breathe it out or you pee it out. Okay. <clears throat> so, so can you articulate this mechanism then? Like the, the yeah, reaction? So it's, it's just exactly what you're saying. So basically like uh, glucose, right? That's, uh, the, that's the power molecule. And uh, so when you have co uh, complex carbohydrates or simple comp uh, carbohydrates, uh, it's basically just uh, complex glucose or simple glucose or something that's basically the exact same chemical formula as glucose um, organized a little bit differently but uh, your body when you uh, are going day to day and just living your life your body tries to maintain uh, four grams i think it was grams of glucose in your blood at all times and so when you eat that level of glucose goes higher and your pancreas says all right Let's store some of this glucose because we don't want to well, just pee it out. Well, and or here's some insulin. Oh, that's right. exactly so right out of your pancreas, right? And right. so um, your liver, when it recognizes that there's both glucose in your body and insulin, then it uh, starts converting the the um, glucose into uh, galactose, I believe. Nate, um, I, I have a question. Uh huh. So. But hey, I want to I want to get to the point first. Real oh, quick. sorry, sorry. I'll hold so, my questions to the end. Basically, it stores that in the liver and some in, in your um, skeletal muscle. But then, in, on the opposite side of the cycle, when you are um, not eating and you're using up energy, then your body's got to pull that glucose out and and use it. And so, when you burn up the glucose uh, to create ATP um, and energy products. Um, it creates water and CO2 as a byproduct. And so you so, 
you've um jostled uh, my memory isn't that molecule the, in the liver isn't that called like glycogen or something like that's that? what it was glycogen you, glycogen. you nailed it. i was going off of memory and i knew that that sounded wrong so good job <clears throat> yeah that, i've yeah definitely isn't isn't that cycle called like the krebs cycle called the krebs cycle brought to you by nabisco snacks <laughs> part of it is the krebs cycle part of it is a different cycle that i don't remember the name of right now when yeah. kyle's on he'll tell you because i remember um i got real interested in this in carpool one time and i was and i was reading all about it and uh, i hadn't learned about the krebs cycle since high school and you know and i'm like oh this is really interesting stuff and then kyle's like bam just like from memory knows all this stuff about the krebs cycle and whatnot so um he's a smart so dude he could tell you exactly how many moles of carbon dioxide you breathed out to lose eight pounds, probably. Sure, yeah. And I mean, there is a, a chemical formula that you can follow to track that directly. Although, uh, like we said earlier, the human body is more complex than that, and it probably wasn't fat. Um, so the, that's when it breaks down a little bit, because a lot of it is, like uh, Brian said, water that your body's just holding on to. So anyway... That's uh, yeah, that's what it is. You break down uh, <laughs> fat, which is basically triglycerides, down to glucose, um, plus oxygen turns into carbon dioxide well, and water. Carbon dioxide and well, water. I mean, and to be fair, if you've lost eight, if you've net lost eight pounds, you have like still probably gained weight in other ways too. So you know, who knows? You know, you might have gained a tiny bit of bone density here from your uh, impact. Muscle mass. You might have. You probably didn't gain too much muscle mass yet. You definitely need to be in a caloric uh, surplus in order to gain muscle mass. So it's pretty hard to gain muscle size and lose fat at the same time. Although you can still gain strength. So strength is not necessarily one-to-one -one correlated with muscle mass or size. But, you know, your body... So if you, if you ate your uh, caloric, whatever, requirement for every you know, while you're doing all this exercise, theoretically what would happen is your body would stay the same weight and you would, it would just get reconstituted into like more lean muscle mass and less fatty tissue. So there you go. I knew Brian would like this one because he's all about health and fitness. Yeah, you wouldn't know it if you looked at me though. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, so let's see. Um, I did want to ask my question though. That's right. Okay, so if so, let's say that you you get rid of your fat by breathing, right? Or you know the excess uh, of the equation that reduces your fat comes out by your breathing. So if you just increased your breathing, would you burn more fat? No. What so about you, if you had a mask on? You would hyperventilate and uh, and uh, pass out. <laughs> well, I but you could you could increase your breathing without going all the way to the hyperventilation part right like you could take deeper breaths you could take uh just more frequent breaths or i mean i guess you you could run right which mm -hmm. would make you breathe harder yeah but, but i would... think that there are mechanisms in place for when you are um, exercising that cause your body to break down glucose and that's why you're breathing harder interesting as opposed so, to just sitting in a chair there you it, have it so yeah, I thought it was interesting. You breathe in O2 and you breathe out CO2. The only difference is you got an additional carbon. Carbon and, uh, is, is my is my bottom. 
<laughs> and that carbon comes from all of the zillion carbons that are on your, uh, you know, triglycerides. So there you have it. There you go. Breathe in your weight away. Yeah. So, and now for something else is just a, a wild uh, question that I've been thinking about. Is it, and, is it always going to be like scientific based? Probably. Cool. I like it. I've that, already yep. got four segments on that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That was something else. <laughs> nice job. That's, that's how we're going to end that segment every time. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Uh, I've heard I've heard certain people uh, say about uh, your guest appearance on the podcast that they really like when you just go on random tangents about just stuff that you know about. So that certainly was what that was. So that'll, I that will build to that crowd. So you, yeah, you just please the segment of the audience for sure. Uh, yep. Do you, you want to lay us on one one more opinionated? You want to you want to see if you got any more opinions? They're gonna shock and awe. <laughs> Um, well, I, I think we should just uh, talk about some stuff. Let's talk about you guys. What's going on with you guys? Let's not burn all the opinionating uh, in one episode. Come on. I see. I see. You don't want to burn Nate, all the opinionated. Nate just just hijacks the podcast immediately. <laughs> I'll, cool. I'll, I'll, get, like I'll get. Uh, I'll get. I'll get on to changing the name of the podcast to Doctor Nathan Goosh. Uh, random questions listen some... to this i i got a taste test for everybody out there that that you know wants their appetite whetted for a little bit more opinionated in the future um for a, a cup a future episode uh teaser okay good yeah teaser is camping poops are the best poops <laughs> <laughs> okay see why didn't you lead with that that's not that's exactly what this segment is supposed to be that's absurd it's not absurd hey we can't talk about it this is a teaser but yes no i, I refuse, I refuse. <laughs> second best poops public restroom poops no no, no. why <laughs> oh it's that's a teaser you know caleb i'm gonna have you edit this so that this is the first thing we talk about because <laughs> The other one was too serious, huh? You didn't like no, that one. No, no, no. I, I did like it, but, but this is more what I was expecting. So, listen. <laughs> no, no. No teasers. Why is <laughs> why, why is pooping in the woods your best your best one? Oh, I know, man. I know what he's going to say, but it's not true. I'm going to preempt. I'm just going to go ahead and no, tell Go. It's the fresh air and the sunrise. Yes, yeah, so listen. You always this. have to poop in the morning. Think, think about this. It's nine a.m. You're you're at your house because COVID, and uh, your bathroom is tiny, and your kids just went to the bathroom in there last night and peed all over the toilet seat, and uh, it stinks in there, and the light is like a fluorescent bulb. It's like not even lighting up the whole room. So it's it's just a stinky, dimly lit room in the morning. All you can see is a wall. That's your that's your ideal poop, apparently. But my ideal poop is imagine this: nine a.m. in the forest in August. So I've been it's, awake for five hours. Okay, go on. <laughs> it's uh, you know a nice, roughly sixty, seventy degrees outside. You've you've uh, already gone out the day before and scouted out an, a nice little spot. Um, found some rocks or a uh, 
or a log or something to sit sit on and you know made it so it's a comfortable little spot overlooking a meadow you know you get you got the blue sky the birds chirping and you just enjoy being out in nature it's wonderful look okay i i can't first of all with this opinion i just can't but sec- <laughs> second of all who wants to spend extra time preparing a location with which to poop which is what you just said. I scouted out a location earlier the day before. Yeah, because you know, if you do that, it's just going to be such a great situation. You're so you're looking forward it. to this. Is that's what I'm to understand? Yeah, it's the best. It's one of the best things about camping. Oh man! Second of so, all, or, so or, or, also, or. also, you're preparing your bathroom at home by like cleaning it all the time and and making sure there's toilet paper in there. It's just not, don't act like you're not preparing your bathroom at home. So when you're in the woods, do you get to sit down on something? Yeah, you gotta you gotta set yourself up with a nice little uh, sitting comfortable situation. You can lounge. What are that you doing? Are hasn't you laying been... down on on trees when you poop? What are you doing <laughs> no. in the woods? You gotta have a nice little. I don't know what the what the what what it's called, but your knees are up a little bit higher than normal. Um, called squatting nate it's kind of a squat situation but you got your tailbone uh rested up against a a fallen tree or something it's great okay caleb do you have anything else to say about this particular part of this segment (laughs) because i have a lot of other questions yeah no i was just gonna say so you can I, i suppose one could argue that you stack up rocks exactly appropriate for your height and weight and Nate is an engineer. So maybe it's okay. Or you could trust the toilet that has been, you know, engineered for the nominal person, I would think, right? Like I know exactly how far my upper thigh muscles have to lower me down before I make contact with the toilet. And there's internet at my house so I can browse Reddit while I'm doing my business in the oh, morning so you'd rather and look at a screen than look at nature i see if and if you slip in your house caleb you don't land in the dirt in your poo <laughs> <laughs> i've never i've taken a lot of camping poops and that's never happened to me ever i'm i'm not saying it's ever happened to me either but i'm not saying it's out of the question look the <laughs> well, risk see, is yeah, tiny you have to you have to admit though that it's the risk is much greater <laughs> for an outside I, poop than it is for. <laughs> okay. I can't believe I didn't anticipate this one because Nate, you one time told me that you can't poop unless you're at work, which is that's its whole other conversation where it's just like, are you okay? Like, have you seen a doctor? Like, like what's going on? But also your second thing was public restrooms are the second best option. Yeah. I guess like a, a, a nice public restroom, I guess not like a, a gas station in the middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere. that you got to go get the key from the cashier. Uh, all right. Nice uh, asterisk there because yes. So but like, make a difference. I consider going to work and pooping at work, a public restroom. And it's a very nice experience. Why? Cause you're getting paid for it. No, it's just, it's a roomy uh, situation. You got, it's well lit. It's everything's very nice and clean in there. You can have conversations with your next door neighbor. (laughs) No, be relaxing. It's the anonymity you like. (laughs) 
You like the anonymity of a public restroom. That's why you like to poop in the woods where nobody's around. It's not a like it's not a problem that you do this, Nate. You can do it at home. People can know. You're you're reading like, too much into this. It's look, I'm just saying that, that your, your top two places to go are are essentially in order. The top two places that everyone else on the planet are like, I'd rather not. Thank you very much. Like, there's there's at least half the population in the United States is like, I'm never gonna go camping because there's the possibility I might have to poop in the woods. Like, and then second of all, they're like, I can't use the public ba- bathroom because like when uh, Carl looks at me when I'm trying to go, I can't go anymore. So like, <laughs> and you're just like, I love it. It just you know, opens opens the bowels nice and wide, and just it just I'm I'm clean as a whistle. I, I'm a social person. I like to be out with people. <laughs> yeah, but nobody nobody likes the person this. should keep him private. <laughs> no, nobody wants to. No one likes the social person in the bathroom. Like when you do go in there, and then Carl comes in. Theoretically, Carl, but apparently you like comes in <laughs> and, and you're to people, and you're just, just like, like among them. Like, wait, 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 Nate. <laughs> Nate, so it so answer me this question. There's a line of urinals, like eight or something, and someone's at the very far one, and you come in after them. Like, what urinal do you choose? Well, obviously, you got to adhere to the urinal code and take right. the one that's that gives you the most distance between each other in whatever situation you're in. Yeah, I mean, at is, least that. Oh, okay. Thank Phew. goodness. I was afraid right. you were a serial killer, uh, <laughs> but here's the awkward situation when that occurs, right? Say there's an odd number of stalls and there, say there's five, five urinals. And then there's people are every other. And then you have to decide who do, who do <laughs> I stand next to? Well, who two people do I stand next to? And then, and you, and you all know, you all know that when you choose your choice, the person on the far side who still has the gap is like, ah, oh, and then everyone else, <laughs> everyone else is like, oh man. No. But then also sometimes that guy in the far end is like, huh? Like he's got, like his feelings are a little bit hurt. So, so the analogy is like you're flying somewhere, right? And you, you realize that the seat in the middle is free and you're super excited, but then someone comes and sits there, right? Like, how do you feel? Are you excited you have someone to chat to on the airplane, or are you disappointed no. that like you don't have the extra spread but out? In, in both situations, I don't think about it at all. So like, if there's five urinals and every other one's taken, there's I don't even look at the people. I just go stand at one of the open ones. You did oh, uh, just one. Thank you for bringing up flying. You did you did offer me a solution for a place I'd rather poop less than in the woods and, uh, <laughs> on the airplane yeah <laughs> so i mean i look i'm a large man okay i'm over six feet tall i might be north of 300 pounds i lift a lot of weights i'm a wide human being i don't fit in a normal airplane seat in, a, in quite the right way no one's ever happy to see me on an airplane even if there's a seat between us like there was a time when I was on a very delayed flight. It was not great. Uh, there was a lot of turbulence. You know, I probably ate at like the the airport chilies on the way home from a business trip. So we're just Are saying. Are you sure it wasn't Burger King? Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> I'm definitely sure because I would have I would have whatever I would have just eaten nothing before I would have eaten at Burger King. But you know, things had gone south very quickly, metaphorically and physically, and. I was like, okay, I'm going to violate my one rule and I'm going to use this airplane bathroom. And only to come out, I learned something about general anatomy that I did not know, which was 
if you can't open your legs, you can't go. And so I got in the bathroom, I sat down and I was the exact width of the bathroom. So my knees were completely close together. Oh no. And there was nothing I could do about it. What do you do about it? I'm with you there. If we made a top 10 list about places to poop, airplanes, definitely the bottom. So I, I killed myself <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I never came back. That was what happened in that, that trip. The end of Brian, as we uh, know him. Where does the home bathroom fit on that list for you, Nate? I don't know. Somewhere in the middle. It's just mediocre. It's just like, I want to know what happened to you at home when you were trying to go, like you were just having a nice relaxing time. Like you lit a candle. There was, you know, dim light, obviously no screens. Cause you're mad to kill about that. Maybe some like nice floral, scents. a magazine, a book of jokes. Yeah, whatever you want, right? Far side cartoons, preferably, right? Uh, and then you just go in there, and then like, what was there? Like a small like human hiding in the toilet, and they were just like, ah! And you, <laughs> I'm not anti screens on the when you're pooping. It's just I'd rather be out <laughs> than looking at a screen in a cramped room. Just rather look at, a, at at nature, huh? Yeah. You, you'd rather show nature your dominance and mark your territory. I get it. <laughs> I can respect it. I could kind see of. how people wouldn't like it if the mosquitoes are really bad and they're just getting bit by mosquitoes and the pl- unmentionables. I'm just I'm just much more disturbed by the fact that a public restroom you'd prefer it over your one that you have at your house. Right, that, same. That that one is that one makes me go, oh man, I don't know him as well as I thought I did. I always have very satisfying poops at the at you know public nice public restrooms. I love it. At home, it's it's never as satisfying. And there you go. That was opinionated for real. <laughs> Delivered more than ever possibly could. Uh, Nate, do you want to do you want to give a teaser for something else? No, no, to discuss it, he should give it to us. That's what I was, I've been trying to keep these close to my chest because I knew that you just love to talk about them. So. so. So next, or you on, can do another teaser, maybe well, just the, like topic, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You don't say, don't say the actual opinion. Just say, like, for this one, you could have just said uh, pooping or something. I don't know. This is what this <laughs> podcast has devolved. Episode six, and we're already just we're completely, literally <laughs> in the toilet. It's fine. Uh, okay, villains. How about that? The villains, v- villains and heroes. Villains and I like it. That what a great tease. That's a great tease. We'll look. We'll look forward to having you back to discuss that. Uh, anything else you'd like to discuss on our podcast tonight, uh, Doctor Nathan Gooch? Oh, I just wish that I got to talk more about you guys and your lives. But what do you want? What, what do you want to know? Yeah, what do you want to know? Caleb and I haven't. We, we talked a little bit about ourselves in this podcast, and we do episodes where there's the two of us talk about stuff. But I mean, I haven't shared that much about myself. I don't think Caleb has either. So what do you yeah. want to know? What's your last name? i'm caleb campbell yeah oh stone is my last name we did stone Stone in the wind that you knew both of those answers that maybe you didn't i I did what i don't know (laughs) he he had to know (laughs) i definitely knew both of your last names already hey uh what's uh, what's your favorite thing to do when you um need to relax to relax what's my favorite thing to do mm-hmm. i like to read i think that would be my answer like if i have to go to sleep i'll read something boring 
But if I just want to chill out, yeah, reading is it for sure. I am bad at, at relaxing. I'm not good at it at all. I think if I if I am doing what Caleb described and I'm trying to chill, um, I just like to like play video games and like listen to a podcast at the same time. Like basically give myself sensory overload enough that I can't think about whatever it is I'm avoiding doing. So I've tried to stop doing that quite so much because I don't really like it. I think it's bad. Um, well, it's an interesting topic too, like just trying to avoid something versus i wouldn't say relaxation is always just trying to avoid working on something well that's so, why i said I, I that's why i think what caleb was describing is like when you're just chilling but like when you my first thing that popped in my mind when you said relax was like literally trying to relax in which case i'd probably just lay down and like do deep breathing for like a long time yeah, yeah. so that was another thing that popped into my mind like uh, meditation right even even slight observation of your thoughts um, has the ability to calm me down quite a bit, actually. Yeah, and I, I've noticed that I'm really, like, that there's almost no time during the day where everything is just quiet, right? Like, where I'm quiet. I'm either listening to something, engaged in doing something, you know, talking to my kids, talking to my wife, whatever, listening to some podcast, listening to music, listening to whatever. There's very, very few times during the day when I'm not actively engaged in something. Oh, that... So, that brings us home back to the original point of things that are destroying humanity. One of them is it's never quiet. That's a good, I, I totally agree with you. Um, for once. Pe people so, are never alone to think about things quietly for like 30 straight minutes. Well, when you're quiet, then you, you have almost no choice but to confront whatever it is you're actually thinking about, right? Yeah. Uh, on this topic, I, I don't know how much time we have left, but real quickly, assuming we don't have a lot of time left, um, I've all been the trying, time that you want to take. Nate, I've been, I've been, oh, okay. I've been trying to implement uh, something into my life, which is dopamine detox Sundays. In which case, um, I literally do nothing. So, um, no TV, no movies, no reading, no of uh, video games no cell nothing. phone yeah no cell do phone you, nothing you just like you just like hover in a bubble in the middle of a room with a blindfold on like what do you, what do you... <laughs> well for the whole day i um you know just like whatever things that i need to do to stay alive like sleeping a certain amount and eating food hiking um, a mile in the woods to and take... breathing <laughs> but yeah. uh, and you know I'll spend time with my family, but I'm not going to do any of those things that induce um, dopamine into your system, like artificially. And I, I love it. I have so many questions, though. So, so many. So, how long have you been doing this? I've been doing it for about a month, so not that long. But so four, four total times, you'd think. Yeah. What What prompted me to start doing it was. Um, there would be more and more times when I felt like there was something that uh, that I needed to do or something that I even wanted to do, but then the motivation wasn't there. And uh, I didn't want to have to uh, discipline myself to do things that I already wanted to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. The, the motivation just was drained, right? And so um, I read a little bit about it and had the idea like, hey, it's 
it could be because um, you're artificially uh, overloading your stimulus with dopamine through all these artificial channels all day long, every day of your life. And so um, there was a internet channel, a YouTube video that I watched and the guy at the end of it um, issued a challenge and he said, see if you can go a whole day um, with what I just with what I just described. And he said, it's going to be really, really hard. Um, Was it hard? If, if you don't make it, then that's okay. But um, try and do it. And then and then see how you feel about your motivation level of doing the things that you feel like you uh, should have been doing or um, wanted to do, but didn't have the motivation to do it. And uh, anyway, yeah, it was hard. Did you make it the whole day? I did, yeah. So Sup what? So super what hard, you, though. So I mean, that's a long time. So <clears throat> just describe to me like a few moments. Like, what did you do if you couldn't go watch the YouTube video or? Let's say you weren't chatting with your kids or whatever. Like, what were you? Were you just sitting in a chair? Yeah, that's basically it. So, I mean, like I said, no music, no TV, no movies, no stimulus, no artificial stimulus at all. So, so you um, could have gone for like a walk outside or something. Yeah, I think so. Um, but mostly, it was just uh, you know just being by myself in the quiet, grappling with the boredom. Yeah. Would exercising and be okay? So, for example, I think if you stare at a wall for long enough, doing nothing, eventually doing the dishes becomes a nice release. <laughs> and that's the principle of it, right? So instead of like being, oh, man, I don't want to do the dishes. That sucks. Now I'm like, I can't wait to go do the dishes. Because <laughs> at least I can feel something? Because uh, it's something to do. That's uh, that at the end of it, when when I accomplish the task, then I get a little dopamine spike, right? And right, for I, accomplishing I, your task. I've re um, renormalized where that dopamine level is, right? So, so you just you just created reverse World of Warcraft, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so you've only done it four, four times, so. Like how big of a difference do you think it has made, or can you? I'm, I know it's probably hard to quantify, but if you had to, what would you say? Um, well, like you said, it's pretty hard to quantify. Wait, wait, and... can I can I answer this question for him? Oh, sure. Because if you've been doing this for a month, that was two two days where you reset your dopamine, and then you, you said in order to get your motivation right and help mm -hmm. your motivation come back, and then for the first time in how many years? You stuck to a diet, exercised every day. So in my opinion, that seems like it's working really, really well. Yeah, there's the evidence of it right there. And you yeah. wanted to do those things. And you told me about those things without me asking, like when we talked earlier this week. So, so did you make that uh, connection, Nate, or just barely? Um, actually, no, I hadn't, you know, but that's true. Um, it's been a really, really long time that I've, uh, stuck to a workout uh, schedule consistently without like failing after a few times and I've been going strong you know yeah and so when we talked about exercise earlier maybe it was on the last podcast or I can't remember if we were just talking and just didn't you know like we normally do but you were just saying that you just hate 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 exercise unless, uh, yep. you're, unless you're chasing a ball uh-huh which and, is probably Something yeah. weird happened to me today. I was out um, digging up some grass in the yard, and I was craving 
doing the workout. It was weird. I, I can't explain it. Is, Has that ever happened to you before? No. That is beautiful. That is exactly what you want. <clears throat> you're, yeah. you're a fixed man. So the same thing happens when you when you eat correctly, right? So like say you cut out, you know, not dopamine, dopamine, but say you're you're not going to eat sugar or you're not going to eat uh, bad food. You're like I, I generally like I've done a lot of different diets over the years. Like I've done keto before. Like I lost like 60 pounds doing keto. I did it for like a whole year. I was pretty good about sticking to it. I just don't think it, it is sustainable, honestly, long, long term for most people. Um, but uh, I do think that what is sustainable is only eating like, you know, clean foods, uh, real foods you prepare yourself, you know, getting rid of all preservatives, that kind of stuff. And when you do that for a, like a certain amount of time, maybe it is just a few weeks, right? All of a sudden, the things that you crave are the good food, right? So like I when I lift a lot and like I need a lot of protein, like I'll eat like a lot of meat, right? Like I'll eat like a lot of like steak or like, you know, beef, that kind of stuff because it has a lot of good nutrients in it. And the only thing that I'll crave sometimes if I don't eat enough is more of that. Like I won't crave like ice cream or or whatever else. Yeah, that makes sense. You're not you're not craving a giant pixie stick. Well, and that's that's that I've never one time in my life craved a giant. Pixie stick, <laughs> I've always looked at those things with trepidation and Ugh. just been like, that can't be good for literally any. Even like nine year old me was like, I don't know. Uh, and <laughs> nine year old me was all about it, dude. Nine year old us, you know, back in you know, growing up in the the late eighties, early nineties, right? It's like that was when food was the worst, probably in the whole planet. Like everything your parents gave you was a nuclear color. It, right. it had like it had you know two times as much grams of sugar per ounce than like anything else in the thing i just remember like i remember drink you guys remember those like high c drinks oh man it burns your throat yeah it literally burns when you drink it <laughs> i do remember that and and they're like with vitamin c it's like yeah and freaking 97 grams of sugar <laughs> and a dash of battery acid you know you don't want to see yeah exactly you don't want to see like a 10 year old who's just like oh no my foot <laughs> like hit my foot hurts <laughs> I like, can't, it's like I holy cow and then everyone's like why are our children getting fat they are not riding enough bikes it's like no they're drinking that one thing like basically Sunny mm -hmm. you know and like i mean when you guys were in middle school and high school and stuff i'm sure your schools had plenty of vending machines and soda machines and that kind of stuff right and yeah. like i knew kids who drank multiple mountain dews or dr peppers or whatever every single day in school mm -hmm. you know and that that can't be good for you it can't be good can't. for your body it can't be good for your concentration i had friends like that too that were binging the mountain dew in high school and then uh, one of them got multiple kidney stones and they just kept coming until he gave up Mountain Dew. That's an how how about this? Another teaser. I'll he is in story. high school. I'll tell the story when Nate uh, talks about heroes and villains. I'll talk about the time I got a kidney stone. Oh yeah. <laughs> teaser number two. Uh, well, what an interesting conversation, Nate. I'm very interested in your in your dopamine detox. Yeah, think about it. Try it, maybe. Yeah, try it, you, try it you, even for an hour. Well, I just said it, right? I just said I have a problem. Like, I can't even relax in the in a way that I know like is good. Like, I need to. I totally, I totally will. Man. One of the, one of, 
yeah, one of the things we wanted to do, Caleb, Caleb and I talked about this. Another segment that we want to do on the podcast is like an improve yourself challenge every week, right? So we just do a thing and then we talk about it the next week. So maybe we could do it this week, Caleb. That's All right. Awesome. Do you want to commit to how many hours? I'm scared of a whole day. I, I seriously don't think I can do it. You can't do it a whole day? All day Sunday staring at a wall? <laughs> don't <Ugh>. stare at <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think, Nate, I mean, I think you should be able to just do things that don't involve electronics or like artificial sources of dopamine, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. that's the principle. Yep. Avoid like I, artificially knocking that uh, tolerance level up. It's like people who uh, are alcoholics, right? They can't just get one drink of uh, a regular beer and get drunk anymore. They have to drink like a thousand. And then that's when they start getting their buzz or any kind of drug, right? Dopamine is just a dr- another drug. You got to drop your tolerance. So did you do the dishes on Sunday after, yeah. you know, or did you wait until until Monday or whatever? To go uh, dishes? In, in my house, if I don't, I won't say that. I do the dishes every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so staring at the wall. So, okay. Okay. So you're just like, but I used to hate in, it. So instead of, uh, instead of staring at the wall and going like, okay, I'm going to queue up my four X video game hearts of iron four i'm gonna go do the dishes sure yeah or just sit on the couch or go for a little walk or talk with my kids i don't know talk with my kids any day anyway but but i can't read all right all right yeah no music no reading no tv no movies okay brian are we gonna do it sunday all day sunday uh, I'll do it all day Sunday with the caveat that I have to teach a Sunday school class that day online for half an hour, but I won't get dopamine from that. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Neither will anyone else. <laughs> no. Well, that sounds like you better prepare on Saturday. Yeah, I should. I'm, I'm going to have a hard time to hear. That. I'm excited to hear uh, what you guys think of it after you do it. Okay, we'll start. We can let's start at uh, what? You want to start like eight a.m. on Sunday? Sure. Yeah. Um, go. I was go? just gonna say, Nate, if you want to like give us the YouTube video too, that might help provide some context. I think you spelled it out perfectly, but yeah, I'd be no, interested I'll, to watch that uh, YouTube video too. I'll jump into my history after this and see if I can find it. Cool. Yeah, we'll try to add that to the show notes. All right, so we're going to go 8 a.m. to 8 a.m. Deal? Okay. And then this uh, this is a dopamine detox. That's our challenge of the week. It's just one day where you don't dopamine yourself. You, just <laughs> t- you take the dopamine as it's given to you. And you know what? My in-laws are visiting on Sunday. So I'm going <laughs> to... There's, there's, there's going to be lots of, uh, lots of conversation coming from this guy. Oh. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. I found it already. <laughs> okay, sweet. Yeah, just uh, put it in the chat or whatever, and we'll put it in the show notes. All right. Uh, thanks, Nate. I think that's probably a good place for us to stop tonight. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for being on the podcast again. Of course, we'll have you back very soon to talk about heroes and villains. Sure, yeah. It was a fun uh, conversation. I really liked it. Thanks, guys. It really was and, a fun uh, conversation. And uh, next time, don't bury the lead with your weird opinions. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All uh, right. Maybe next time I'll give you uh, two options and you can pick the one that you like better. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Get the Garys off your back. Bye, everybody. Yep. Have a good night. See ya. See ya. <laughs>